Hi, in this episode of Ivy Matters, we talk to Monica Kala from Genesis Global School in Noida, India. Our conversation focuses on professional development in an IB school. Monica shares some of the strategies they use in her school to keep teachers engaged and challenging themselves to keep learning. There are even some practices which have been made easier with the restrictions of the pandemic. Welcome to IB Matters, a podcast for those who currently teach, lead, attend, or are interested in international baccalaureate IB schools. Hi, folks, and welcome back to IB Matters. And today we have a guest uh, from India, Monica Kala. And uh, Monica is going to talk with us about something that we have not really talked a lot about on the podcast, and that's staff development. We've talked about individual things about training and things like that. But, uh, you know, she works with in her school to guide a lot of teachers through uh, professional development. And I think it's a topic that we'll find uh, useful for people in all programs in the IB. So uh, I'd like to welcome Monica to the podcast. Hi, Monica. Hi, John. Thank you so much. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, and, <laughs> and tell folks where you're located and, and what your role is in your school. Thank you so much. Hello, everyone. I am Monica Kala, and I am working as Deputy PYP Coordinator and Grade Level Coordinator at Genesis Global School. And it's my sixth year here. I'm a passionate educator uh, who firmly believes in student agency and teacher agency as well. Besides this, I am also a total ambassador and Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert since 2016. And if we talk about Genesis, uh, it is an authorized leading international day in residential school offering IB and Cambridge international examination in Noida. The topic that we are discussing today, John and I, is very close to my heart. It's upskilling the 21st century teaching skills through professional development. So John, let's start the conversation. Yeah, that's great. And, you know, it's it's interesting because it seems like more and more people are, are involved with TOTL uh, just uh, point that particular yes. part of your resume out because, um, you know, when I first met the folks from Tottle uh, a year and a half ago in New Orleans at the IB Americas conference, they were brand new. And now everywhere I turn and to a lot of my guests that I've had recently have worked with them. And, I, and you must find that to be helpful in your uh, in your work there, too. Indeed, it's a very great, you know, I, we find a lot of opportunities here to share, collaborate and we, they provide with webinars as well for the teachers to, you know, for their professional development. So it's yeah. a really great site. Yeah, yeah. Not to do an ad for Toddle here, but I just, you know, it just comes up when you when I, when I heard you mention it. I go, you know what? They seem to be everywhere. So that's that's good to know. Yes. Um, so, uh, you know, I think our listeners get get this, but, you know, why do you feel that professional development is so important for your teachers? So when we talk about professional development, first question that comes to our mind is why? Why do we need to learn? We are teachers, but we need to remember that uh, we all are lifelong learners and professional development is the need of the hour. It helps in the overall development of the teachers professionally as well as personally. So when we talk about personal skills such as planning, organizing, and social emotional aspect, and when we talk about professional development in school, I believe that it promotes excellence and helps teachers evolve with time. Eventually, it leads to improved knowledge, high quality teaching, and professional growth. So I think it is indeed very necessary for teachers to do professional development. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's interesting for me with professional development. I, I have to admit that when I was a young teacher, I, I, I don't know that I thought I knew it all, but I sure wasn't that engaged, uh, in the early days until I realized as I got more experience that I, I didn't know things and, and I needed it more than ever. So it was, it was interesting for me personally, the journey was to become more engaged in development, professional development as I, as I grew older and, you know, it's kind of a, a counterintuitive, but that's mm-hmm. how it worked for me. Um, so, you know, we're, we're an IB related podcast. Does it, do you find that being an IB school makes this, you know, this need for staff development more, more critical? Uh, as uh, IB philosophy revolves around heightened self-confidence in aptitude and skills. So it strives us, the teachers, towards career goals and builds robust coping and adapting mechanism in this ever-changing world. Being an IB school, uh, it gives us chance to fill in gaps in competencies and knowledge. It helps us to be internationally minded and also to work towards the school's mission and vision in consideration with IB philosophy. Mm-hmm. So it does make it's more critical. Do you have a Do you have a method for bringing new teachers into the IB pedagogy? I know that's one of the things when I was a coordinator is that you know you get a new teacher who didn't know about IB, and uh, you know staff development, uh, you know for your whole staff can be one thing, but then when you have new people, how do you bring them on board? So first thing is when they join the school, you know, and uh, if they're coming from a different curriculum background, for them IB is totally new. So induction does help them. We take them for a round. We make them, you know, basically a teacher buddy. So they're part of the classrooms. They analyze for a few weeks. They understand the system. And then they are ready to take on. That's great. It's, you have kind of a, that you, you're mentoring uh, new teachers with an experienced yes. teacher. Yeah. And then do you, as a, as a grade level coordinator and, and a deputy PYP coordinator, do you have a role in that yourself or um, in, in bringing them up to speed? Yes, yes, I do. I, you know, I take lessons myself sometimes. Yep. And also I provide them opportunities. I provide them with the resources available to groom them and be aware of the new updates that is there in the IB. That's great. And I don't know if you've ever seen this, you probably haven't been to our website, but the Minnesota IB website, uh, I think it's mnibschools.org. Uh, we actually added a, um, an introduction to the various programs for people that uh, we yes. put in last fall, and it has been really well received. I've had thousands and thousands of people visit that site, and and uh, it has actually a self-guided tour and a, a set of questions to share with your coordinator. So I'll put that link also in our podcast notes. If people are looking at you know upskilling brand new teachers, it's a it's turned out to be a pretty useful tool here in Minnesota and around uh, the people that for the people that have found it. So yes, I went through that. Minnesota, your profile there. Yes, I did. I saw that you have all the four programs. We can, you know, click and we see, we can see the, uh, you know, round tables also are there, I guess, yeah. where people can talk. Yes, I, I went through it. Oh, good. So I'll put a, a good little plug there. Um, so <laughs> when you are, are working with uh, teachers and, and making sure that they're up to speed on the various IB requirements, you know, one of the uh, great things. And also one of the challenges with being an IB school is that uh, the IB evolves and as it should, it keeps up with the times. And, uh, you know, there are new practices that are introduced on a regular basis in different grade levels and different subject areas. And, and, and in fact, in all the different programs. Um, so how do you keep up with all of that? Because as a coordinator, I found that that to be one of the greatest challenges. So uh, I believe this pandemic has opened doors for us to learn and share more. We keep up with the IB requirements by being an active member of the IB World community. And teachers have been sharing good practices with other IB schools through network meets like Jazz, 
Uh, Genesis has launched uh, their own center for teacher excellence, where we share our good practices and methodologies with other schools. Our school teachers are part of PYP chats, PDs, and various IB collaboration groups. We recently attended the virtual IB conference as well. Mm-hmm. And also IB PYP nano series, you know, they have helped the new and existing teachers to understand IB PYP better in virtual scenarios. So this has helped us a lot. That's great. How many schools are there in the Genesis group? So there are many, there are many schools because uh, it's a, basically NINS. Have you heard of NINS? Uh, North no. India Nepal Network. So yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. So there are many schools associated in this particular group where we all uh, decide on a day, we do PDs. And we share ideas with other schools. Yeah. Well, that's certainly helpful to have your own kind of internal, um, you know, uh, coordination there. That's great. But Genesis has just launched their own center for teacher excellence. So where we've just started with the, you know, sharing practices with the other schools. But how, how have you managed to find all this time to do the PDs? You mentioned (laughs) that the pandemic actually helped in some ways. Has that been part of it? I agree, you know. But I feel, John, that, you know, this is all about self-management skills yeah. and also the enthusiastic staff who never says no. Yeah. So well, that's great. for that, yes. So what, what we do is we do weekly and fortnightly meetings with teachers. I share, uh, this is my personal initiative that I share a resource toolbox on fortnightly basis. And in this resource box, I actually include new PYP updates, free resources available online, upcoming webinars. And teachers have the choice to choose any resource as per their requirement and time. Also, uh, Genesis has introduced PD-specific software and websites such as Blue Sky and Toddle, as we were talking. Uh-huh. And we've been managing time during once a week after school PD, where we explore PD available on IB website. And also, we've been managing our time well and utilizing it Sure. So every couple of weeks you have kind of a major um, update and, and giving them some ideas of what's coming up and then you meet weekly as well. Yes. Uh, okay. And are you doing this all remotely at the moment? Remotely. Yes. Mm-hmm. Is this, a, is this a practice that you did before the COVID restrictions? So uh, we talked out a plan as soon as, you know, pandemic hit. So after that, we thought that it is more necessary for teachers to do the PD. So we managed time accordingly. Before that, also, we were doing meetings and the PDs. But I felt that because of the change evolving technology, it has uh, evolved more. And we've got more opportunities to learn. Interesting. Yeah, I know here in Minnesota, our governor had required additional training for teachers or, or prep time for teachers because of the, you know, the, the kind of mm-hmm. different way of doing things. And so they actually, a lot of schools have four days of student contact and then keep one day, usually Friday for additional teacher workshops and, and training and collaboration. And, you know, it's interesting because it's something we'd always asked for is more collaborative time and the pandemic mm-hmm. has given it, I, it would be beautiful if we could keep a lot of that, but uh, it'll be a, it'll be an interesting challenge as we come out of the restrictions to see, uh, how how professional development uh, continues. Hopefully, yes. we'll see the the reward of of, of doing these things uh, worth the investment. Right. What are you trying to accomplish in the staff development besides giving teachers access? Are, do you have some kind of goals for them, or what you'd like them to kind of find in their in their professional development life? So the reason why we started with PDs is that because we felt you know. We were expecting teachers to change overnight when the pandemic hit, you know, not everybody was comfortable with the technology. Mm -hmm. And also the new, uh, we were 
concerned about the hands-on learning experiences, that warmth, that connect with the students. Right. So these uh, PDs have helped teachers to you know bring that bond. We have introduced personal contact time. We have made breakout groups where we give time to the students to go and chat without teacher be you know observing them. And uh, we've been we have introduced life skill lessons, circle time where teachers are talking to the students and building the connect. So. And also we are discussing and sharing the online strategies that can be used when we go physical also into the school and right. also online. So it has improved our learning and teaching style. Yeah. So then if you look at um, kind of the, you, you had mentioned in your notes here about the SMART goals and, uh, you know, personalized professional development for your teachers. Are you doing this, uh, you know, yourself or there is your administration of your school building working with that? Mm-hmm. Who's doing that kind of leading? So, you know, what I feel is that, you know, coordinators play a vital role in encouraging encouraging the team members. And it is the responsibility of the coordinator as well as the school to provide employees with, you know, friendly environment, promote growth mindset, where teachers are encouraged to try and look beyond their limited zone. So when I talk about, you know, smart goal system, so how do we work it? I sit with my principal, we discuss the plan, we make PD personalized, specific and relevant. And we don't make all the PDs compulsory for everyone. And also, you know, we, as a coordinator, I feel that it is important for me to stay updated and do PDs myself. So to encourage the team, I do PD myself. Yeah, it's so helpful. It's so important, I think, for you to be a role model in doing those kinds of things. Um, yes. You know, I've, I found that it, when I was a coordinator, it was an interesting position and you're kind of sharing the same thing where, you know, when I was a, a younger teacher, shall we say, I, I kind of left it. I assumed that all that guiding was coming from mm-hmm. um, administration and, and with the, an IB school, there is this coordinator position, which is kind of an interesting in-between spot where you are, you know, where you want to go and what the curriculum and, and, and the pedagogy says you should be doing, but you don't necessarily have the uh, shall we say the administrative teeth <laughs> to force people to do certain <laughs> things? Have you found that to be a challenge, or have, you know, how did you address that in your role as a coordinator? Um, in 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 helping, it sounds like you have very um, positively yeah. minded teachers in your building. But it, you know, when when they aren't necessarily on board, is there anything you have to do to work with administration? You know, uh, this question you know reminds me of a quote from Steve Jobs: "The mm-hmm. only way to do great work is to love what you do." Yeah. And I love my work. And also, you know, the management is very open. They give us freedom to try out. And I believe in my work. So if I have that belief, then management too will believe. So what we just need to do is, you know, share our vision and clear plans with the management. Also, you know, during this pandemic, many resources, webinars and courses are available for free. So if you tell yeah. the management, you know, you're getting something for free, and also the teachers that you're getting opportunity to learn something for free, then people are ready to take that opportunity. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So <laughs> I also feel that, you know, coordinators should look for the right PD, get convinced with the same and the management won't say no. Yeah. So it might take time, but all good things do take time. Yeah. 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 We have just found, in fact, recently we started awarding uh, management uh, awards for schools that were managed by by uh, um, administration principals, heads of schools that were really 
engaged and supportive of their IB programs. And it's such a critical part of it. So I, I don't want to, I know we're talking mostly about IB um, uh, coordinators and, and professional development for the teachers, but I just want to put a plug in for those administrators listening is that their role is so critical to support what you're doing. I completely agree with you. Yeah, for sure. Um, so um, tell me, tell me a little bit about how your, how your group is doing or, or, you know, how do, how should someone listening assess kind of how their group is doing? Maybe use your own school as an example. Yes. So uh, this has given us opportunity. It has to grow, groom, and also learn. So our teachers have groomed. If you see, um, I would like to quote an example here from my school where during physical scenarios, specialist departments such as PE, performing arts, hardly got opportunity to attend or collaborate more. But in virtual scenario, PE teachers are attending webinars. Performing arts department are hosting sessions confidently and teachers are exploring and experimenting with new online tools and strategies. Even uh, students too have been benefited because of this. In our school, I see students managing their weekly assemblies. They are planning on their own. They're discussing ideas in their breakout groups independently. They share their feelings during discussion time. So it has benefited both teachers and students as well. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Are there some folks that are some, uh, some teachers in your building that have kind of exemplified, you know, going beyond their comfort zone or, or trying some new things? Yes, they are going beyond their comfort zone. They're trying out new tools and strategies. They're upskilling their teaching skills. And also, um, we have noticed that, you know, uh, when there was a jazz, basically, job-alike session where we were doing our sharing good practices, so more teachers took part this time. They were ready to share. Even in Hindi department, I would say, the teacher was taking part and doing the session with other schools. So we, I have seen them coming out of their comfort zone. They're ready to share because they're confident because they've done that PD. So they're confident in their own learning. So they're ready to share. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's the thing is get just like the students, you know, you want to have the students have agency. You certainly want the teachers to do so. Yes. And and uh, and then once they, you know, as a supportive coordinator, you're helping them uh, gain confidence to try something else new and to take those risks that we look for um, in our students as well as in our teachers. Indeed. That's great. You, you mentioned a few um, specific places uh, to get, you know, good professional development support. Are there some favorites for you, places that you would recommend that the listeners go check out on a website or, or um, in a webinar or something? Yes. So what my strategy is that every morning I give myself 20 minutes on tutor and then there is the collaboration group, PYP collaboration group on Facebook. So if you see and read the thoughts, you'll get a lot of ideas, what is available pre-webinar. So you just have to go and work on your research skill. So basically my favorite is PYP resources. PYP resources. And on, my IB. Uh, okay. On my IB. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So yeah, yes. all the, the listeners who are IB teachers will know about my IB and uh, the PYP yes. resources. Um, you know, when we publish a, a podcast, I've taken to sharing it on some of the Facebook groups. Is there a Facebook group that you have found to be really helpful too? Yes, PYP Online Collaboration Group. Okay, that one. Okay. In yes. fact, uh, and you, you're going to share, um, or you have shared with me some things that I'm going to put in the podcast notes. So right. uh, maybe if you could add a couple of those things where you found uh, good resources, we'll, we'll put those in the podcast notes for people as well. Definitely, I'll do that. There are beautiful sites where you can get amazing, you know, hands-on resources, so I'll upload that. Yeah, that'd be great. So I'm kind of looking through the notes you and I have been sharing. Is there something that I've missed here that we want to make sure we talk about? 
it's just that i you know i would like to say one last thing to all the teachers who are listening then you know, i would like to end, end by saying that never stop learning you know every word that you read hear learn or say leads you towards your success and eventually happiness so keep learning yeah and bring that positivity in you that if you are doing certain pd it is going to help you for sure <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's such a good good message also for teachers to demonstrate for their students too that the teachers are learning yes. so the students realize that they're uh just on a long journey. <laughs> it's not it's not just to <laughs> it's not just to end uh, you know the the last year of high school or whatever. So, thank you so much for your time today, Monica, and I really appreciate the the links and and things that you've shared with people and some great ideas and the enthusiasm about staff development and professional development is is infectious. So, I appreciate uh, you being with us today. Thank you so much, John. Check out Monica's contact information and some of her favorite PD resources in the podcast notes. Also, go to your My IB page and look at the resources available for each IB program found there under the Resources tab. I've also included a link to the MNIB website for the New Teacher IB Introduction pages, which are referenced in the podcast. Now that we have over 60 IB Matters episodes covering a range of topics, you can use our podcast webpage, which is organized by program and by topic. The link to the website is in our podcast notes. Also, we want to call your attention to the official IB organization podcast called IB Voices. Each episode is interesting and has practical information to share from experts across the IB continuum. Stay tuned to the very end of this podcast to hear how you can share a public service announcement or advertise your IB-related products or services to our very global audience. Please find all of our episodes wherever you get your podcasts and click subscribe so you don't miss any future programs. Follow us on Twitter at MattersIB. Also help us spread the word about IB by liking, sharing, and reviewing the IB Matters links in your own feeds and social networks. In just over a year and a half, we've been heard in over 150 countries, a testament to the global reach of the IB.